G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our weekly podcast episode. This is a massive one today. We have a huge amount of songs and national finals. I've already lost count already. We're we're into March madness, isn't it? Everyone's... uh put things back until March and now it's time to pay the piper. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're having to pay for it. Uh, we had eight hours straight of national finals this morning from 3.30am uh, Brisbane time right through to 11.30. So we're going to talk about some of those. But Michael, we've got to start with the big news of the week here for us. Australia, wasn't it? So after much teasing and plenty of little previews, etc., we did get the song and it is Technicolor. song itself was debuted on Triple J, the radio network here in Australia. She did a short interview with that as well. We've also been treated to a live from the Sydney Mardi Gras over the weekend. What are your thoughts on the debut week for Montaigne Song? Yeah, huge week. Um, there was so much teasing going on and it was being announced it was going to be released on Friday. But of course, the Triple J um, radio premiere was such a big coup. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for international audiences listening, Triple J is the youth radio station here in Australia. The coolest, I'll use inverted commas <laughs> because when I say it, I sound very uncool, but <laughs> the coolest youth station, they do this big um, hottest 100 countdown each year it is the biggest music poll in the world cannot tell you how big it is to be hitting that market for a eurovision song yeah so to be on prime time radio to announce it is such a big direction change for eurovision in australia definitely and you know they didn't shy away from talking about the competition during the interview etc so great to hear eurovision making inroads at uh at over triple j and all right let's talk about the song yes Oh, wow. Look, this is very, very Montaigne. And what I remember last year with Don't Break Me, I was a bit funny at the start because I was like, mm, it sounds a bit polished for her. How's she going to do it? Whatever. This is very much her. It is definitely going to be a song that divides people. It is in the genre of hyper pop, which itself divides people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for that genre, this works. It keeps you interested. There's a different turn at every moment. Um, you don't know what's coming next. It's got that catchy killer chorus. Uh, there's so much to work with here. And the whole time, you could tell that this is going to be a visual feast. The staging is going to lend itself really good here for it. And um, I think it's a great entry for Montaigne for Eurovision. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, obviously, there was some sort of process to arrive here at Technicolor <laughs> with some others that were discussed, but this sounds like a great fit for her and for Eurovision, and that that had to work. She had to be authentic to herself, because I think if she'd gone with something perhaps more polished or something she didn't have so much of a hand in, then that, that ownership and that passion for it may not be there and could be pretty lacking. You're right, the hyper-pop elements of it kind of make it quite genre-defining, uh, mm. defining sorry so you can't say oh it's an upbeat number or it's a this it's a that there's just so it's all so much going on (laughs) um to the point where you know let's be honest it can be a bit odd on first listen listen i can 
you know, watching a lot of the reaction videos and watching people's faces. Um, it can be quite, quite funny. Um, look, vocally difficult as well. Mm. She's really added some elements into this that could impress juries uh, and underpin a decent score to get through to that grand final. But, um, you know, the live performance she put on at Mardi Gras, I thought she covered the vocal really, really well. So probably any uh, fears I had there were allayed. Look, I think the biggest thing there and vocally, it's a really challenging song and I don't think people may realise I'm not a vocalist. <laughs> I'm a lip syncer. Um, but it's um, melismatic singing, which is basically when you're covering a range of notes in one note, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're hitting A, B, C, D, whatever, in that one vowel almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really tricky, really tricky to do. And I think at Mardi Gras, that was the only thing that I think she didn't really hit great. Um, but she kind of blew her voice out in rehearsal. She had mentioned before the performance. But it's one of those swing and a miss type of things. Like uh, you either hit it or you miss it. And this is what this song is. It is a big swing from Australia. And it's a big swing from Montaigne. And you had to do this in this semifinal. Definitely. Without a big swing, we weren't getting through. It does leave us open, definitely. You know, she's she's got to nail a really, really difficult vocal. But I think... I wasn't um, too. I wasn't. Oh my god! It's all over after Mardi Gras. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's cool. She can work on that, and in a not in a cricket ground, in an actual like studio, studio suited mm-hmm. for singing. I think it'll come across a lot better. Yeah, definitely. We've given ourselves an opportunity to stand out in this semi final, and that's so important. So good quality songs in this. It is going to be in inverted commas the bloodbath. So hopefully she's got something that will just stick in people's minds. Mm. Whether they love it or hate it, it'll stick in people's minds. And there is such staging potential here. I think that's one of the reasons why the song was chosen, because of its staging potential. Exactly. And Mardi Gras is not the kind of staging I don't think we'll see in Rotterdam at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like there's... The thing is, I'm just going to say one last thing on it. I love the little speaky bits about we've got lasers, yeah. (laughs) Um, And when you watch these reaction videos, people are really divided. Like someone's like, I love the chorus. Mm, Not sure about this. Other people are like, "Mm, I don't like the chorus, but I love the verses. And oh, I like the key change. I don't like the key Mm. change. It's got something for everybody. (laughs) And you might only like 80% of the song, but you're not going to forget it. And Australia, you cannot say we're safe and boring anymore. (laughs) Zero gravity in this song. We have certainly changed a different direction. Yeah. Uh, big thumbs up from me put it that way all right well look we will go into all the songs that are released a lot more in the individual podcast episodes we do on each song each year so we'll we'll stop there on it there's we could talk about australia for an entire episode (laughs) but we have a lot to get through don't we we certainly do and let's kick it off with italy and san Remo this morning which came to its culmination we did have a winner it's manaskin with ziti e boni io cercherò quella testa se puoi fermarmi di testa prova a tagliarmi la testa perché sono fuori di testa ma diverso da loro e tu sei fuori di testa ma diversa da loro siamo fuori di testa ma diversi da loro siamo fuori di testa ma diversi da loro Well, Manaskin got 53% of the tally vote this morning, which is averages out to 40% from the other parts of the juries, etc. So they did take the crown. Bit of an eye catcher, these guys. What did you think about Manaskin? 
I mean, what a week of San Remo as well. Look, <laughs> yes, yes, I, I haven't really been into it so much the last few years. And I know Liv from our team has been covering it every single minute. And her um, enthusiasm has been infectious. <laughs> um, I've caught on to it. It's contagious. And, oh, my God, this is the kind of song I wanted to win, but I never thought would. Mm. I, th- I was expecting for San Remo, it's a bit more traditional. I was thinking a more meta was going to win. These guys have got presence, and that audio clip will not give you what this song is about. You need to watch it. That leading front man, wasn't it, Damiano? Mm-hmm. He is just like yeah. incredible. And that riff of the guitar and almost song talking rap, and then hitting into that kind of big, heavy chorus. Oh, I love this entry. I am so excited for Italy. This Excellent. is fantastic. Oh, as long as they're going. Yeah, yeah. I believe they are. Um, look, who was expecting glam rock out of Italy this year? I don't think too many people were. But, but they as a band. And this song just really demands attention. And it was one of those ones throughout the week. It just picked up momentum as it went along. Some mm-hmm. others kind of dropped off. They didn't. If anything, they kept getting more and more and more. The good thing with this one is it won't get lost. This is this, no. you are going to remember this even in the twenty six song lineup when they get to the grand final, and it's going to have a lot of fans. So, mm. this is really good out of Italy. How good and 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 what its potential um, is going to be? Who knows? But um, still, something really eye catching. Are you happy with it? Because you you're a big Italian stand. You like what they send. Is this what you kind of want and expected? Look, I think of the three that made the final three, and we'll talk about the others. This probably was the best choice, yeah. I think. And um, yeah, look, you're right. There's just something about them that is just infectious. It's kind of the song that normally finishes second, third, fourth, fifth mm-hmm. at Sunrise, and you're like, oh, I wish the artist who won said no, so we could send <laughs> that other song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the other place getters. Second was Francesca Michelin and Fedez. Everybody knows Francesca from 2016. Uh, 28% of the public vote, so we're too far behind. What do you think of their efforts? I, I really enjoyed this. I think the song itself in studio, I was like, okay, it's fine. But I think their performance was really interesting. The camera shots of the mm. two of them, very compelling. It was like a, an Italian drama that I wanted to watch. And <laughs> uh, she has just come on leaps and bounds in the last five years. Um, just love her, love the performance. Um, but I think it was right that they didn't win. Yeah, it was an interesting one. Another one that probably picked up momentum throughout the week. Third place went to Ermal Meta. He was probably the favourite going. Going into tonight, he kind of lost a little bit of steam there at the end. What do you think of Ermal? I thought he was going to get the ticket immediately, straight away. Yeah, uh, this is um, ticks every Sanremo box. It's uh, it was a beautiful, accessible mm-hmm. Italian ballad. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't set my world on fire, but I would have liked it a lot. Yeah, I think it would have done well if it had gone, but he came third. So, mm-hmm. but an excellent week of Italian music. You enjoyed it. I know you kind of really dipped your toe in it more this year than before oh yeah i've fallen in love with so many songs some that people hate uh, others <laughs> that people love madame to me was the superstar coming out of there love to see more of her in the future she's only 19 her song was brilliant yeah and i was also quite fond of annalisa's effort as well yeah shocking she came seventh poor mm. thing i thought she had a chance of that crown but the song probably wasn't quite strong enough i can't agree with that all right, well, we're going to head up to Estonia now, and we had the final of Isti Lau this morning, and we had a winner, and it was Ugu Suviste with The Lucky One. I can see this time it is me, I might be the lucky one. I need a crystal ball to show me, it is way to shoot on 
Well, it was a little bit of a dramatic um, final there in the points. It mm-hmm. came down to very closely. He did win the super final over Sissi, who was a, kind of the surprise packet coming in second place, and Yuri Putzman. But with Estonia and the, the selection that they have, it was actually making the top three, which was the battle. Mm. Um, the top three all finished on 15 points, the, you know, 12, 10, 8, whatever, with the mm-hmm. tally vote and the jury. Um, Uku only got three points from the jury. Quit Tum got four, um, but uh, Uku beat him on the tally vote, and that was all it was. It was about could Quit or Uku make it in, mm-hmm. and whoever was going to make it in was going to take out the title. So very, very lucky. Uku scrapes through, but saying that, the guy's got second, first, and first three years running. He's won it fair and square, and I think he did a great performance this morning. What did you think of it? Yeah, I thought it was a little polish and a little glow up from his semi-final performance. They definitely polished up that live performance, added in that sort of underwater cutaway, and just generally made the the performance a little more dynamic for a viewer. A bit more light, uh, light usage. They lost the spokes model or whatever was wandering around the stage. <laughs> we lost her. It, it was an interesting one with the juries, but put him eighth in a jury. I don't know where these international juries were seeing that one because they basically almost killed him. Yeah, and it was the public that really rallied and got him over the line. So, look, it will, it always looked to me the likely package to go. And, of course, you add in the goodwill and the, his popularity, then, yeah, you got it. I think it was it reminded me of 2019 with Victor Cron getting through. Um, he came ninth in the jury but got through. And, again, I just think Ugu had the, the best overall package mm-hmm. for this. Um, I was surprised to see him that low. Look, it was tied between eighth and, I don't know, six or something in the points. But still... Um, they were saying some of these other songs are a better overall song and package. Mm. I thought he did a great vocal today. It's probably the best vocal I've ever seen him do. Mm. Um, I've been a bit shady about his vocal, <laughs> even though I like him and I like his songs. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a really good job, cleaned it all up, and it looks Eurovision ready. And they've done that national final performance for their video um, with his live vocal. And yeah, I, I think it great job. He's in the right semifinal. Um, I think this will do better than people think. Yeah, I think, again, I'll agree with that. I think last year people kind of wrote him off, but uh, I'm thinking the same sort of sentiment is around this year. But no, I think this is quite a solid, solid package. Should have enough jury, should have enough tally, but to probably... Not sure about jury. ...feature on, <laughs> uh, on on the Saturday, I guess we'll see. Overall, though, Easy Loud, the final definitely picked up from production overall. Mm-hmm. It was a much better show. Um, they started off with a heavy metal version of Uku Song of last year, What Love Is, oh. which was interesting. <laughs> there was enough quirk. Um, it was done in a relatively good time, which was a winner this morning. Uh, so well done, Easy Lau. Not the f- the best Easty Lau mm-hmm. I've seen, but it was nice it came home strongly because those semis, oof, they weren't great. <laughs> Particularly the first one seemed to lack real energy, but it, it kind of sort of gathered a bit of momentum, didn't it? And I just want to say, great to see Sissy win the jury. I thought she was terrific. I love that song. And come back. You have got Eurovision written all over you. Fourth place, second place for Sissy. Mm. Daughter of a former Eurovision winner and Dave Brenton. Benton? Benton. Benton. <laughs> um, so, yep. Um, love to see her back. And I'd love to see her at Eurovision. All right. Well, let's head a little bit south there. Let's go down to Denmark. It was Dansk Melody Grand Prix, the final today. We do have a winner. It's Fira Iflama over Ospa Hindenin.
my sincere apologies for the butchering of the Danish language <laughs> that just occurred there. What did you think of the national final and what did you think of our winner? I, look, I think the national final was good. I didn't catch all of it, obviously mm-hmm. catching other things, but caught up on the videos later. Um, was half watching, and it was really well put together. Mm-hmm. The they stage always, looked really they good. They always do a great stage, don't mm. they, in, in demo? Um, the winner itself, um, loved it. I loved it. Uh, you know what? I was a bit funny on this because it literally is from 1985. Like, yep. not inspired. We could be watching the song contest beamed in today to watch that. <laughs> and that there was this self-awareness of the guys. It was fun. It was cheeky. They knew what they were doing. And that really elevated for me. Like, it wasn't trying to be a rip in a way. Uh-huh. It was like, wink, wink. We know we're not in 1985, but we're going to pretend we are. And I loved it. I thought it was really well done. Yeah, even some of the uh, staging elements, they tried to make it give it that real 80s feel. So I'll pay them their due. They fully committed to the 80s performance. Um, the dancing, no. Just <laughs> that needs to go, mate. You are terrible. Um, but it is, it's an interesting in- entry and people are going to love it and some people aren't going aren't, aren't gonna to get it whatsoever. So I think as far as going to the contest goes, so many question marks about this one, you know. I, I don't know how people are going to take this. Yeah, exactly. Or do people think they're going to be taking the, you know, take, taking the mickey or, yeah. Oh, the locals at Eurovision, I don't know. I think they'll be... Yeah, I, I don't think it'll do too bad. I think it's, again, in the right semi-final, but we'll get into that analysis uh, <laughs> definitely later on. But yeah, look, I, look, bad dancing, Michael. Uh, isn't that authentic 80s? No, oh, no, no. That was <laughs> convulsing or doing something. I'm not entirely sure what he was doing. Uh, well, they got 37% of the vote in the super final. Second was Jean-Michel with his song Beautiful, 34. Mm. It's pretty close. Um, yeah, what did, what did you think of his performance? Because I hated the song in the studio. I hate, you know how much I hated that song. I know. It, it had so that whole mean. like, oh, that, what do you call it? The pop drop, non-chorus. I, you know, I, that loathes me to hear those. <laughs> but he is great and mm. he performed the hell out of it. Really polished. Come back with a better song. Yeah. Because he almost won it. The song didn't win it. He almost won it. I kind of agree with that. He was quite captivating, wasn't he? And third in the super final was Chief One and Thomas Budenshon. They got 29%. So it was all pretty pretty even mm. there in Denmark. Mm. But um, yeah, because the boys got the tro- chocolates. Anyone else? I'm a bit sad about Emma Nicoline. I thought she was great. Mm. Um, I met Kyriakos, who covered it, was a bit like, you know what? Because it was very 80s-inspired, Scandi pop ballady thing. Yep. And I think it was like, if there was one 80s getting through, it was the boys, Yeah, in a way. So maybe they ate each other a little bit there, mm-hmm. potentially. Possibly, yeah. I think she was really good. Um, Cosmic Twins, I, I was yes. I was backing them for a potential win till yeah. they opened their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the, great, the greatest vocal performance I've heard, put it that way. Um, yeah, really, really let themselves They made the Jed would look like superior vocalists. Mm-hmm. No, but look, bless. It wasn't that bad as people making out, but um, it wasn't it was good. Pretty bad. <laughs> Good song, though. Yeah. All right, that's Dansk Melody Grand Prix all done for another year. Okay, well, we'll get on to now down to Portugal for Festival de Cansao. After the two semifinals, we had a winner this morning, and it was a bit of a surprise here. It was the Black Mamba with Love Is On My Side.
Well, the biggest surprise here is that it is in English. Mm. Um, this is the first song to go to Eurovision that is a fully English song from Portugal. And this follows Denmark that we just had, who is sending their first Danish language song since the English rule came in. Yeah. Big so surprises today. Very big surprise. Very interesting choice from Portugal, this one, I thought. Really. What did you think of it? Look, I think overall I liked the song. I do. And I think it is going to be unique when he gets to Rotterdam. So he's going to have his own selling points, etc. There is a real, I think, a real Brit-pop kind of sound mm-hmm, to this. Mm-hmm. And he has a very kind of unique and recognisable vocal. So there's a couple of things that, A, people will be familiar with, and B, something to hold on to. I think the song is a little repetitive, particularly in the chorus. It is just basically repeating the same word over and over. So some there's some jury weakness there, etc. But he's got something. I don't know. I saw someone online saying this could possibly win. <laughs> I fell off my chair almost. No, this isn't no, going to win. No. But um, you know, I wouldn't put it past a decent result here. And making the grand final for Portugal's a decent result. Uh, look, it's it's interesting. I, I'm interesting that, that you said that British bit because it really reminds me of um, uh, elements of a James Morrison song, You Give Me Something, mid-2000s, mid to late-2000s, British pop. We were getting a lot of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I hear a lot there, and that's really accessible to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree on the repetitiveness. It reminds me a little bit of Carousel from Latvia, but uh, different type of genre yeah. altogether. But that type of song, it has to be a magical dive. And mm. we saw how Carousel fell down at the grand final. They changed their staging for some reason. And there was something nice about the staging. It went from black and white to colour. Um, he was a really captivating performer. Hmm. But at Festival de Cancel, which is full of a lot of ballads and stuff, and it is a bit of a slower-paced thing, that kind of works. At the big bang glam of Eurovision... <sighs> I don't know. I don't, we'll see how that goes. I do feel it could get stomped. It's it's not really an attention grabber in a lineup, is it? But yeah. um, I think when you watch it, you, you I enjoy it anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Will it stick and resonate? Well, it actually only snuck through as well. So this Ooh. is important. Um, again, we had a we had a tie. Um, we had twenty points each between himself and Carolina, who was one of the big favourites to win. She'd done very well in Idol, very popular in Portugal. She mm-hmm. had this lovely Portuguese ballad. Uh, of course, of course, she did. <laughs> of course, she did. Um, <laughs> but um, he managed to get second and second with the public and the jury. She got first with the jury, third with the public. So mm. he jamaled his way through to victory. Neve won the tele vote, came third with seventeen points. But overall, Black Mamba, the group got through based on the countback on public vote. Mm. So he snuck in for the win. Close there. Very, very close. It almost made the three and a bit hours worth it. <laughs> because all the songs were done in an hour and I had to wait another two, two odd hours to get the, the result. The oh, my God. It seriously was painful. People do that. I don't know. I really don't know. But, um, yeah, uh, groundbreaking... Um, results this morning, I think, from San Remo, from Denmark and Portugal. Three unexpected choices based on the history of things. True. So, I don't know. Things are being turned on their head. Yeah, it's pretty hard to pick these races at the moment, isn't it? Let's go up to Sweden. It was under a chanson time this morning. Uh, yeah, well, let's run through who knocked out who in the duel, shall we, Dale? Yep. First duel, Alvaro Estrella with his song Baila Baila Nocta Lila Sista. What did you think of this one? Ah, uh, this is the wrong result. Um, <laughs> the Rock Boys should have gone through. I think it was a much better overall package. I just think they would have stood out more in a final. In a head-to-head battle, though, it's Melfest, it's Sweden. Something mm. was polishy pop. 
and a little doll, and so they, of course, went for that. I have to say, I found that one the hardest duel to pick. I, I didn't automatically think, oh, you're the favourite yeah, going yeah, into the yeah. voting here. All right, let's talk about the second duel. Paul Ray with the missing piece took out Frida Green. I got no surprises on this one. Again, Polish Swedish pop takes out probably more sentimental ballad. When the results come out, this will be the biggest victory. I don't think it was even close. It was over before it started. Yeah, I'll kind of agree with that one. Clara Klingenstrom uh, beat the Evers in duel number three. I know you're a big fan of Ramarama Ding Dong. <laughs> hey, look, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, Clara Klingenstrom is the biggest grower in this whole uh, competition for me. She's mm. probably in my top five at this point. I think that song and her... It's just something that works. I know, and it's just something not Melfest, but also Melfest. Yes. <laughs> and I think the juries actually will, will I think, resonate with her next week, and she's really likable. And this, to me, was a bit of a coin toss because I just didn't know how people were going to go. Are you going to go for the more serious, good music, or are you going to go for absolute just variety hour <laughs> at 6 p.m. for the early bird special with yeah. the the old the old chooks. Um, but they were they were great. That was my favorite battle. It was I kind of wish they both could go through, but mm. I, we've seen enough rubber dumb and ding dong or whatever it is. <laughs> it's enough. Put it away now. Yeah, it did get a good run, didn't it? And the fourth of our duels was Clara Hammerstrom taking out Ephraim Leo. Can't say I was too surprised with this one. In fact, I thought she really elevated her performance from the semi-final. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't think there was too much of a contest in the end. Well, I think going into it, it was 50-50. Mm. But then her performance was fantastic. Yep. Probably the glow-up for me out of all the entries today. Just a di- It's like a different person performed. And it wasn't so much the changing of any of the staging elements or anything like that. She came out dressed exactly the same. She just sold it more. She's just confident. Yeah, exactly. And it came and, came through the screen. So And he was good too. Yeah, like he fine. I thought he was very good too, but mm-hmm. it's just that she just elevated it that much more. So great to see them all. I think three of the four were the right results. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So it sets us up for our grand final next week. I'm sure we'll go over the week ahead. And plus I'm, I think we're doing a little bonus episode during the week, aren't we, Dale? Definitely. There'll be a lot of Melfest contest uh, content because essentially it's the last national or no, it's not quite the last national final, but it'll be the last national final next weekend ah excellent all right well that's the national finals done um for this week now let's move up to moldova where we had a song announcement well we had it through a reveal Mm. a song reveal from moscow (laughs) for the moldovan song compared by kirkorov himself philip Mm. kirkorov the um russian king (laughs) <laughs> Emperor of all things Eurovision. He's basically taken over Moldova now, I think. It's pretty much. He's basically the dictator of Moldova Eurovision. Annexed to the place, I believe, <laughs> is what the Russians would call it. Um, so this is where we're just saying there was a show and Liv did cover the, oh, She's been covering all the long things. Gosh. It was three hours <laughs> to reveal one song, song that she didn't even perform. They just <laughs> music video for this um she did a medley though she did perform some stuff and she was amazing she was fabulous exactly and kirkroll was a one-man show but look we need to hear the song Mm. let's have a listen to it it's uh natalia godianko with sugar
Well, Michael, I know you loved her song last year. I certainly did. What do you think of her 2021 effort? Well, very different change of direction here, isn't it? Mm. Um, look, for me, this is musical fluff. You know, it, but it's fun and, and it's about, you know, there is always a place for this sort of stuff in, in Eurovision. Is it groundbreaking? No. Is it? But there's so much to like about it. And one of the things that I do like, and it's very odd, is I like the drop in this song that leads to a dance break where in the video it's her and the ice cream dancing. <laughs> but that allows it to be really high energy for her and she's got a real chance to perform this now you know i consider her a really excellent vocalist so i was very surprised that they probably didn't give her more opportunity in this song to sing or give some moments however on a few listens there are a few times mm. where she can really let something and belt something out so look fun i like it and that video is kind of weird well look there is elements there where she has i think the last drop there's one long note she holds and she that's that's going to be her moment to say look i can sing as well jury give me some points because this is sugary fluff um that i love (laughs) i really enjoy it again i don't normally like a kind of pop drop for a chorus what i like about that this is very um russian pop not like it's Eastern pop, but when we say Eastern, we're normally always thinking more Middle Eastern, Azerbaijan. And then, and this is like Greece Russia, and... Belarus, Ukraine mm-hmm. pop, and I love that sound. And it's coming through here in a more Westernized way, in a way. So I, I really like it. There's a lot to work with. The video helps. If mm-hmm. I saw on the audio, I'd be like, what are they going to do here? But she's proven that she can be this little pop star and dancer with that medley, with that music video. And I'm convinced. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to what she can bring because I think a lot of people are going to be surprised. I, as long as she doesn't rip someone's face off. <laughs> I guess are we going to mention, we're going to talk about that in the video. We need to talk. Like, that was the most oh shocking moment. What, 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 I mean, we all are talking about it. You yeah. don't forget it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if anyone hasn't seen the video, there is a portion where she grabs a gentleman's face, tears it off, and it's made of cake, and then she starts eating the face. <laughs> made of rainbow cake just I don't describing know what. it makes it sound somehow worse but somehow I don't know like it's creepy and weird it is odd like um, our friend Leith who we were going to go to Rotterdam with last year he literally had nightmares about this he had a nightmare <laughs> that she was doing it live on stage and we all knew it and we were trying to escape um <laughs> Trying to escape Gordienko eating people's faces off. So, look, I mean, it stays with people then. Exactly. I mean, it wouldn't be Moldova without some little quirky thing or mm. something that's going on. But no, I really like the entry in, in general. To me, this is the glow up of country, the returning artists, because I didn't like last year at all. I think this is much more accessible. Well, no taste detected. I guess we'll head off. We'll talk about her more in her special episode. Let's head off to Belgium, Dale. We have Hoover Phonic and the wrong place. Well, as much as Natalia brought us the fast food music, these are the serious musicians. Dale, what did we think of Hooverphonics 2021 efforts? 
Oh, they are the serious musicians, and they'll tell you all about us, <laughs> or just not turn up to anything. Um, I really don't like Hooverphonic. I don't like them. I, I don't like their attitude, and I've had a lot of issues with them in Eurovision and the way that they've been conducting themselves. Mm. So it pained me to like this song. <laughs> it actually really pained me to like the song, because it is a very good song. I think this is much better than what they brought last year. I think there's a lot more to work with. There's parts where it actually stays with you. I think it's really good quality music. Um, yeah, and uh, it, it pains me to say this. I, like, I really enjoy the song. Um, it's not in my top 10, but it's not far off. Hmm. I, I've got sort of flashbacks to 2020 when I'm about to talk about this one. It does feel very authentic to them and their sound, so that's a tick there. You want that. You're right, I think this one's got a little bit more punch than last year. But at the same token, there's no real crescendo to this song either. No. We just ch- tick along quite jazzily and nicely until we peter out of the three minutes or whatever. So again, I think we've fallen into the same trap. And if I didn't like last year's song, it was because I found it a little dull. I'm finding this similar. Well, we know they struggle with, look, I mean, A Matter of Time had more going on, more picks and troughs, more of a song. Mm. They dogged the staging. Um, This is going to need something really to bring it home because you just can't have a good song. You've got to bring staging and atmosphere. So if they can bring that. And then there's a little moment like the Johnny Cash T-shirt, everyone remembers that line. Mm -hmm, And it's like, like, there's something. So you've got to make the most of every bit you got. Um, we'll obviously analyze it more, yeah. but I think this has more chance than last year's, definitely. It's not dead on arrival. No. But it's still going to have an uphill battle. But I will hands up and admit I like the song. Yeah. Okay, you're a little more keener on it than I am, I will say, because for me, in a lineup, I can't see this standing out. Camper juries, probably. Maybe not so much for Taliban. True, true, true. All right. We're off to Serbia, Michael. Mm. Uh, there's been a lot of hype for this song, particularly from a certain Dutch fan that a lot of Twitter <laughs> Euro fans will know. Um, Hurricane have released their song, and it's Loco Loco. <laughs> Right, quite a colourful video. That's how they released it um, this week. Michael, did it live up to the hype? Um, yeah, it's it's pretty much exactly what I expected. I've written here, no surprises here, very much along the same lines as Hasta La Vista. I've actually got, is it as strong and hooky as Hasta La Vista? Mm, I don't think so. But at the same token... All the hallmarks here for a good package. We know these ladies can sing. They were vocally very good at their national final last year. I can't imagine there's going to be too many issues with singing this one. And as long as they've got some good staging and maybe keep that colour palette that they had in the video, then uh, this is just a big tick for me. I can't, can't really fault it. Yeah, I can't really fault it, but I can't really grab something to say this is this is not as good. I don't think this is as strong as last year. Okay. I think that there was more of a hook last year. I think it, there was more to work with. Um, if I heard this first up without hearing last year, I would like it, and I do like it. Mm-hmm. 
it's just not as good as last year. Okay. And um, and unfortunately, the biggest competition for them right now is their so- themselves with last year's song. Mm-hmm. But people on the nine aren't going to care about exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I think that can still make something work. I think they're in a semifinal that this is going to work really well in. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I see why it's a lot of fans have it about midfield. And I feel that's about where it is at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, a good solid uh, entry from them. They're a great group, and I reckon they'll bring something amazing and colourful and wonderful live. Definitely. I think with the live, this will find another life and another gear. So I can see all the all the, the foundations are here for a pretty good package for the girls. And actually, there's more vocal um, moments, I think, in this at times. And I think also maybe not as wordy in a way. Mm-hmm. So maybe they've given themselves more opportunity to literally breathe <laughs> as they do some Corey. Yeah. Um, and to maybe, because the one thing of last year's song was, it was really good, but there were there was a little bit of messiness in that national final uh, because it was just so frenetic. It's all action, isn't it? And with this and with this group and this song, you expect singing, dancing, choreography. I want it all and I yeah, want it perfect. Exactly. And look amazing at the same time. It's, yeah, exactly. And, and don't break a sweat and do it all in heels. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's a challenge. But, I mean, that's what these girls do. That's the product they sell. Mm. And, and I have no doubt that they'll be able to do it. Yeah, no, it, I, I'm excited for the live. I, I'm not exactly excited for this, but I'm excited for the live. I think yeah. they will bring it. No, another good package out of Serbia, I think. All right, another one that was popular last year, uh, Romania. They announced their song this week, and it's Roxanne with Amnesia. So Roxanne was a big favourite with a lot of people last year. Alcohol U was expected to do quite well. Mm. Has she come back with something as strong this year, Michael? Uh, I would say yes. Because I think as a musical, as as a number, as, as a song, this is actually more sophisticated. This has got more going on. I think you can almost see the growth in her as a vocalist and an artist just within 12 months in this package. Um, look... I don't know why she's got amnesia. Maybe it was all the alcohol. But um, what worries me, the only thing, and it's something that stuck out to me with this one, I can't say the song sticks with me. I wouldn't be able to sing it to you now. Um, but then again, I haven't really listened to it that many times. I was a little worried about this electronic manipulation of her voice in this, and I just don't know if it's necessary, because if anything, you do need a jury score to underpin with ballads like this. You need a jury member to go, yes, I see the musical worth in this. Because I don't know if this is going to screen Tallyvode. Mm. I'm sure she'll be fine and mm. she'll put on a good vocal or whatever. But I don't know. I wouldn't want uh. to. I wouldn't want to be turning off jurors with with unnecessary production elements. That yeah. Could oh, look, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I, and I'm dismissing what you're saying. It's <laughs> the look I'm getting from you. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't. I don't think it's. I mean, we heard a lot of vocal manipulation in San Remo this oh my week. Gosh. So this to me doesn't have anything like that um but look it's a fair point if you overdo it then your biggest underpin right now is a jury mm-hmm. this is 
this song is potential top five in the jurors. Yep. Like, this is very current, very contemporary. And I think Victoria from Bulgaria is going to be her competition for these jury votes again this year. Mm-hmm. And from what I heard from Bulgaria, this is better. Yeah. Well, last year, Victoria was probably arguably better. I would have said so, too. And so I think this is going to help her immensely. I think it does sound more expensive, more production. I think it actually, in a way, sounds more current. There was a bit of... Hmm. Um, I don't know. It just... It works. But I, only when I watch it. I never really want to seek it out. Mm. So I agree it's going to have a struggle with the telly vote. But they produce something that really should be walking into a, a grand final and getting Romania a half-decent result. Yeah. I've got here all very solid. Yeah. I just think it's all very solid. I'm not really, wow, oh, this no, is amazing I'm not wow. or anything. But, but yeah, it's good. Like, it's good. Yeah, it's, it is very good. And I think... Uh, they've done the right thing here really all their efforts into one song and I think they've probably had the better approach compared to some of their other um, rivals yes well let's move on to the last of the song releases for the week and it's from our host nation the Netherlands he's back let's have a chat about Jean-Gu McCroy and Birth of a New Age Always eagerly anticipated the host entries, and how do you think the Netherlands have produced this year? I think I'm I'm really interested by this entry, mm. and I like that it doesn't feel safe, and I think he's being very authentic to music that he wants to do. And when you're a host nation, you've totally got a free hit at this. Yeah, absolutely. so why not? Because last year I love I loved his voice, and there was a lovely sentiment in the song. But I was like, mate, you're 25 or something you're yeah. singing about getting old and like, world weary hell? at the it age was, of 25 it was it just didn't connect in that way for me um well this feels very authentic to him um I, he gets a showcase off his vocals bring a different uh, genre and style to eurovision um not sure it's on for a great result but i don't think it matters so much have a free hit mm. be yourself yeah. and yeah i i'm i'm kind of here for it i mean i'm not here for the vote but <laughs> i'm go go for your life mate <laughs> Yeah, it's got a it's got a very beautiful soulful sound again, and mm. he brought that last year, and he brings that. It's just part of him. Um, it's it's a very international sound with this song as well. They've got a lot of elements there that people will you know from all around the world will somehow connect to. Lovely to hear some Srinanam Tongo, which mm. is the um, uh, in the lyrics, which is the native language of Suriname. So. He's got a lot of good elements in here, and he's also used that sort of choral kind of choir backing vocal pretty well as well to give it that sort of soulful feel. For me, he's already done a live we've seen of this, and that's what sells it because he is so charismatic and he's got such a great voice that that's attention-grabbing. The song itself, I don't go, oh, wow, how amazing. But when you put it all together with him, he needs to change what he was wearing. I don't know what he was wearing. It was awful. (laughs) But he's going to get some love. You know, and he's mm. in the grand final. Mm. It's a host entry. I can't see this pushing towards the top ten or anything like that. But I could imagine a decent result for him. And for that, just 
basically be 20th or above. <laughs> mm, I don't. I, well, look, we'll, we'll get into our analysis mm. episode on that. I, I actually don't really see it making a top 20, but oh, okay. um, uh, it'd have to do an amazing live. Uh, I just don't think, I don't know. Anyway, we'll leave it for another podcast to discuss mm. that more. But I think you're, it's an important point on that, um, the um, kind of chorus, the choral aspect of it, because a lot of people are using that in a very American-style gospel. Gospel way, yeah. Um, well, this doesn't sound like that at all. Mm. So actually, it's going to bring something different with a lot of rich voices coming through. So that could be its standout element. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong on about how well it could do. Yeah, it looked, it, for me, it had a real African element in this, mm. which is very prominent around that part of the world in Suriname. So, yeah, it's really interesting. Really, really interesting song. Yep. Okay, well, that's the songs for the week. Um, we have a, a little bit of other news that came through during the week. Unfortunately... Armenia, we did think this might happen. Mm. They have actually pulled out of Eurovision. They pulled out a junior as well. Uh, they basically said a few n- number of reasons. I think we know about the conflict. Yeah. Um, also, short production time, they were mentioning. A few other reasons going on there. And look, if there's multiple th- issues happening... Just take a year out. Yeah, look, it's very uh, politically, a lot of turmoil going on in um, Armenia at the moment. So, you know, I can totally understand why they're like, we're not going to invest this money and time into Mm. this. We just can't. Yeah. So shame because I think they always bring something great. Mm. Um, Always something interesting, Armenia. So they'll be missed for this year, but hopefully back next year. Yeah, no, I I always enjoy Armenia. Maybe not 2015, but I do normally Mm. always enjoy Armenia. So it's sad to not see them there. Mm. Also, we won't go through the song, but um, Albania did release their revamp, mm-hmm. inverted commas, of Angela Peristeri's Karma, who mm-hmm. won Festival Kungus way back in oh, December. That God. feels like a lifetime ago. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, it, I think it has improved, but it's oh, not sure. a huge revamp. There's a few, just a bit of production instrumentation. and yeah. Exactly. It wasn't a remodel like we've had or language changes or anything like that. It was just a bit more of a soup it up and, yeah. and repackage it up again. Yeah, souped up. I think it's like that. Um, so, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I need to revisit that. I kind of forget You forget about Albania, I think, a lot during national finals. <laughs> Every year they do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hang on. What was their song again? Or oh, they do okay? Yeah, true, true. All right. Well, talking about news, we've got to go through the coming week, Michael. Mm-hmm. A lot going on. Let's yep. start with, so this is European time, Monday, Russia. During the week, they announced there's a national final. We There was some clues about this potentially happening. We don't know anything about this. We don't know who's in it, how it's going to take place. It looks like it's only about an hour long. What's the format? Who's performing? It's probably Philip Kerkerov. Yeah. He's probably going to... It's 59 <laughs> minutes of Philip Kerkerov, and, and then they play the video for the other one. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I'm excited they're doing the first time since 2012, a national mm. final of some variety. Mm. Um, but it's very odd, the whole situation. And the mm. whole question is a little big. Are they part of it or not? Yeah, I think they've thrown hints that they will be there. I don't know if they're going to be there competing or are they going to have an entry? Who knows? But yeah, all a bit of mystery surrounding Russia at the moment. Keeping us guessing. God, drama queens. (laughs) Um, Also on Monday, San Marino will release their song from Senet, hopefully this time. Yeah, fingers crossed. (laughs) Also coming out um, tomorrow, Monday expected, is Montaigne's video for Technicolor because we haven't had one yet. Mm. But from all what we can see, it will be the Sydney Mardi Gras vision. That is used for the video. What do you think of that? Yeah, why not? It was a it was a good performance. Whack on a backing track on that one, and off you go. You've got your you've got your video all nice and cheaply made as well. 
Exactly. And look, the amount of the amount of queries we had is like, why is there a stadium full of people yeah. um, from across the world? Uh, yeah, COVID's not really a community transmission thing here in Australia for you guys outside. Um, we're lucky to be an island in the middle of nowhere. Yes. And with very... Paid tight- off for once. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 24 hours from anywhere. Um, moving on to Wednesday, we have quite a few songs coming out. Austria, Vincent Bueno with... Amen. Mm. The second amen we've got. No, exactly. I bet you there's a gospel choir in this one, though. I've got two, a devil and two amens. <laughs> uh, Switzerland, uh, Gajon's Tears is coming out with his song. Highly anticipated. He had a cracking entry last year, so um, tough one to follow up. Indeed. Uh, Greece, Stefania is coming out with Last Dance. Mm. Expecting something up tempo here. Um, we, I think that's what we've got. Um, well, it says dance, but, you know, yeah. it's the last one. Could be depressing. Let's find <laughs> out. Um, Bulgaria as well. Victoria will release which, which, of her songs um, after getting feedback from fans. Mm. Think it'd be funeral song. <laughs> God, that would be inspiring, isn't it? Up next, Bulgaria funeral song. Hmm. Um, Thursday, we're going to have North Macedonia. Uh, Vasil with Here I Stand will be released. Yep. We know that one's got a gospel choir in it as well. <laughs> Choirs are getting a workout. They are, they are. Um, Friday, Latvia. Samantha Tina, who's been very quiet, mm. will be releasing her song. It's expected back in January. So yeah. this is another late comer. But um, yeah, looking for, forward to that one. She's a bit of a fan favourite, the old Samantha Tina, isn't she? So I mean, looking forward to seeing what she can deliver. And then two big ones on Saturday European time, most likely Sunday Australia. The Melfest final national final one of the last two ones left should be big it will be big i saw a little bit of the running order there danny Sosato will open the show uh vingana will close Dotter second last eric sade third last so yeah probably giving them quite a good spot mama's first half so mm. interesting looks i uh, can still win from the first half they did last year so. uh, indeed well mm. we'll talk about more of that now preview podcast during the week certainly will and finally, on Saturday European time, Iceland Daddy will release his song Ten Years." Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a big one. Talk about pressure. Yeah, absolutely. When you were probably the raging favourite from last year. Look, I mean, the man's a great musician, and I think he's got a pretty good brain on him. So I reckon they'll probably have something pretty good up there. So like this one, for I think it'll be pretty good. It'll just be that whole comparison thing. So exactly. Let's see where we go with that. So we'd like to say that's it, but it can't be because essentially by next week we need to have all these other things. Azerbaijan, Effendi, her mm. song. UK, James Newman, his song. Georgia, Toniki Kibiani and his song, You. Uh, Malta, Destiny's song as well. Missing in action, yeah. Uh, talking about missing in action, Poland and <laughs> Belarus. No idea what they're doing. Mm. Um, there's rumours about what could be happening. Could be bad, could be good. Mm. No idea. Yeah. I've never seen anything like this. So they're going to be dropping some bombs on us, <laughs> you know, throughout the week. It's going to be interesting to see what actually happens and the news that we get out this week. Mm. So it's going to be a big one because by the middle of next week, I think, is the delegation, heads of delegation meeting is where they have to have their song submitted. Yeah. Rarely, sometimes you can get a bit of extension. Mm-hmm. Rarely, though, I think that happens. Yeah. So we're going to have a big rush of songs in the next week and a half. 
All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. It's been a really big episode today. It's been a huge day. And of course, we couldn't have done this week without our amazing contributors and the research that they've given us for this one. Uh, Liv Webster, particularly for going through Moldova and Italy, two of the biggest marathons this week. Yeah, well done. Uh, Laura Smith, Estonia, did an amazing job. Kyriakos Sinovitz, huge amount as always. And Fleur Menezes and Ford Carter for their great work in Denmark and Portugal as well. Plus the rest of the team who did a huge amount of stuff as well yeah thanks so much guys all right make sure you follow us on our socials at aussie vision net there'll be a lot of news coming out and of course also we never really ask this give us a review on the podcast things as well oh, don't right. forget to do that it helps people find us but um we really appreciate your support yeah thanks so much guys have a great week catch you later